it, in, your, in your first three years of disc golf, if 80% of your discs aren't mucked and have somebody else's name on them, you're just playing disc golf wrong, man. You're listening to the NCMU podcast, where we are dedicated to raising up and equipping the next generation of nerd culture missionaries. In this episode, we are joined by Bubba, the founder and CEO of Love Thy Nerd, or LTN. He tells his story about how God moved him and called him into starting a nerd culture missions organization and everything that LTN is doing, and also some of the things that he wishes he would have known when they first got started. Hope you enjoy this conversation. It was a really awesome one to take a look outside of just the gaming community, but also into nerd culture as a whole. And now here are your hosts, Mark from Lux Digital Church and Pastor Savage85. Hey, and welcome back to the NCMU podcast. My name is Mark from Lux Digital Church. I'm Alex, also known as Pastor Savage85. We're so glad to have you back here with us here at the NCMU podcast. We are just really dedicated and investing in and sending out the next generation of nerd culture missionaries. And we're doing that through talking to the current generation of nerd culture missionaries, people doing stuff all over the place. We've talked to Digital Church. We've talked to guys teaching Deustin who's teaching the Bible to people all over the planet uh, using Twitch. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk to who is uh, a good friend, a good, good friend of mine, um, the leader of what I think is, in my opinion, the dopest organization currently on the planet, uh, just from like the Max. truly inner board game nerd heart that I have. Um, I'm genuinely jealous that I didn't think of what he's doing before him uh, as well. <laughs> and and uh, the, the, you know, our uh, close to our heart because one of our key missionary partners at Lux Digital Church as well. We are joined by Bubba, who is the founder and president of Love Thy Nerd. Bubba, how you doing today, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? That's a, a very heartwarming intro. I appreciate that. We try to we try to build up we try to build up our guests the best we can. We want you to talk like you have a smile on your face. So I'm, I'm really glad that that was recorded. Yeah, yeah. You just you just clip that and send it to <laughs> clip it and send it to all of your supporters. Um, Absolutely, I'm gonna make sure my wife hears it. Uh, yeah. Well, if you just save it to her phone and then um, go in there and program it as your ringtone. So when you call her, <laughs> that she just gets warmed up with lots of nice yeah, words she, about you. She knows me as uh promises to mow the lawn. That's, and so like, if we can get past that. <laughs> I literally just got done having that conversation. Do I really have to mow the lawn before my daughter's birthday this weekend? Is that a hundred per, it is, it actually is. Yeah, if you, if you ask the question, you know, the answer already. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was out there, I had a ruler. I was like looking at the grass and I had a ruler and I was like, I don't think I got my tape measure out, honey, come out here and take a look. This stuff isn't too high. Uh, We're not at Jumanji levels yet. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this will be okay. Um, well, I tell you what, Bubba, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, the listeners at this point were, we're on to a pilot, and this is episode three. So they they know enough about me and Savage. They don't need to hear about us in our weeks. But we'd love to hear a little bit about you. Give us a little bit of your background and tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so, um, man, it's it's been a, a ride and a half. Um, Testimony-wise, you know, where am I at with Jesus and how did I get to where I am? That's like a long story. Um, and I don't know if we have the time to get into that, but, man, if, if somebody wants to know, if you guys even want to ask, we can talk about that later. But as far as, like, who is Bubba? Bubba's a dad. Uh, Bubba's got four kids. I celebrate my 15th 
celebrated my 15th wedding anniversary with my wife this year. Mark, I saw that you celebrated uh, celebrating your 10th um, here pretty yes. soon. Yeah. yeah, this August. Yeah, man. And so, like, I, it's it's a it's a wild ride. Each one of those kids is completely different. As much as I want them to be exactly the same, so that it's just replicable <laughs> in like what you do with them, and you know how you how you raise them up, how you train them, even how you discipline them. Well, it's just not. It's just not. And so we're learning that, and that's that's really fun. I like to, outside of doing like really nerdy things, right? Board games, video games, comic books, Marvel movies. I like to play disc golf, man. Hey, man. I, went, I played disc golf really? this morning. I love disc golf. I'm going to play again tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm, I love it, man. How long have you been you. a disc golf enthusiast? Like a recent, <sighs> a recent obsession or... So this, no, 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 not recent, not even by a long shot. Um, so I, uh, an extra part of my story is that I did 12 years in full-time on staff ministry. And the first five and a half of those years were as a youth pastor. And that was basically what we did as, as youth pastors. We would get together and we would go out and we'd play disc golf. So I probably started playing disc golf somewhere in the neighborhood of 20... 12 maybe okay okay yeah. probably before that probably probably a lot many years before that but you know I've, I've been playing for probably 12 years now i'm not 12 years good at disc golf i've just been playing <laughs> for 12 years and actually what's really funny is one of the guys um that i played with today was one of the youth pastors that i played with way back when and the guy i'm going to play with he and our, our buddy tomorrow that's another youth pastor that we used to play with you know, 10 years ago in West Texas. And so like, it's all coming full circle, man. That's it's all awesome. coming full circle. And it's good to get outside. Yeah. I had this really cool shirt from Sunday Cool that changes colors in the sun. So it's like, you know, you've been outside and for nerds, like that's, <laughs> that's like a big deal. Get outside and go touch grass every now and again. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I started playing disc golf in 2007, my freshman year of college. Uh, okay. 2007, I started playing disc golf. I did a uh, a how-to video on disc golf for my speech class. Actually, uh, I've played less. I've played less over the years. But you know, as much as nerd culture and gaming culture is a mission field, so is disc golf. Because oh, let me just tell you, the people who play disc golf are just high the whole time. The, the, whole, time. the whole time. The whole They're time. The whole time. They they throw the first disc. Actually, before they throw, they start blazing before they throw the first disc usually, and. It's just like it's like part of that culture. I can't. Yeah. I, I have met more people doing drugs playing disc golf than in any other place in my life. Oh, 100 um, percent, dude. Hundred yes. percent. Yeah, I call them uh, performance dehancing. Um, that's what they are. You know? Just worse. I don't. I've mind never it. seen them play any better. Yeah. I just come behind them and pick up all the discs they've thrown into the shrubs oh, man. and add them to my. It's bag. a treasure trove. Yeah. Like if you don't go <laughs> savage, bro, we're we're on a whole nother level right now. If, if you're not going. In in your first three years of disc golf, if eighty percent of your discs aren't mucked and have somebody else's name on them, you're just playing disc golf wrong, man. Like, <laughs> yes, it's totally. I, for the first part of that, I thought that Mark was just using it as some weird analogy. Yeah, <laughs> he's being serious. No, I'm bro, being serious, bro. That <laughs> just Mark that unlocked a, a whole nother area of our friendship that, that just we're. Not, I don't think either of us are ready for. No, oh, I gosh. think what's going to happen, I'm now booking my ticket to NCMS a day earlier so that we can play disc golf together <laughs> the Let's day go. before. Well, the day before NCMS is, uh, well, I'll come in Sunday morning 
so that we can go play disc golf together. Oh, absolutely. Before we'll the Monday. Play, yeah. Let's oh, yeah. let's do that. I'll book it oh, earlier. Done. Because uh, done. I, I I throw I throw the Mamba. That's my one that's my Ooh. one go to disc. The Mamba is is my favorite. So wow, just another level of friendship emerges. Man. Another level of nerdiness just, just <laughs> Well, so I was thinking away. about that. Because everybody's always so like, funny. what do you like to do? What do you, what do you do when you're not? And I'm like, well, I mean, my job is kind of like a, a hobby. It's a series of hobbies, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, it's like, man, I do like to go do things outside. And that thing I like to do is disc golf. And yeah. so, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's and just a little bit about me. Yeah. No, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and I love because Savage and I, I was a youth pastor. Savage is a youth pastor. Did you pick we up had, it? <laughs> yeah, Matt and Amanda, youth pastors, oh, Houston, man. youth pastor. We have just found that every person who's in this area of ministry uh, was a youth pastor at one time. Yeah. And or is still. Uh, and and now we're doing this as well. Um, yeah. Deustin just got promoted, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah. He went from yeah. children's ministry to youth ministry recently. Dude did 10 years in children's ministry. That's wild. The and thing that's Lord more wild him keep him. is that yeah. he has a whole bunch of kids and he's just now starting youth ministry. I know, that's, right? Man, I was like 25 years old and I was like, I'm too, I am going to die. I have to quit. I have to quit this. I have to do And he's excited else. about it too. Like, yeah. I just, he's passionate. Some people are just built for it, man. We literally, <laughs> when we recorded the episode a couple of weeks ago, the students had just got done dying his, all of his oh, hair, yeah. mustache, and beard pink. Um, yeah. And so he came that. in. The episode he calls it Rose Gold, um, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, okay, so as a youth pastor, we started this question last episode. Oh, man. What is the either best game or worst moment in youth ministry? Best game or worst moment? Man, okay, so I'm going to try not to pick one that is the overlap in the Venn diagram. <laughs> no, um, you could. <laughs> yeah. Um so we used to play a game. I don't even know what the name of this game is called, but you would have probably 10 people that would hold hands in a circle, okay? And then you would have two chairs that were leaned up against each other in the middle. And the idea was to take and pull somebody else into those chairs. And if you got pulled into the chairs and the chairs fell over, you were out, and then you would set it back up and go back. And so obviously you, you get every, you get like 90% of the people out in the first two minutes and then we would have this game go on forever. And we had some really like wiry, like kites of kids that these little boys that have like, you know, zero body fat, they would, the big guys would yank them into the chair and then they would just go airborne and just glide over the top of the chairs. Oh man. We called that yeah. game red hot poker and I almost dislocated a sixth grade girl's shoulder doing it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I had to stop like playing. A good game. It's no, just it's so about... funny though. It's really good. Hey, look, man, this is what happens. There. You got me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, like this is what happens, dude. When like you you come into a, like a highly spiritual situation, you're like, let's just play some games. It's like we we have no stories of Jesus doing that, but like at a youth ministry, like that's what we got. We have to do that. <laughs> we have to. They and won't so, come back. <laughs> they won't come back. Um. Now, worst worst ideas. What what was the question? Worst what? Worst moment yeah. or best game was the was worst the worst moment. Um. I just think every all nighter mm. is the worst moment. Facts. Mm. I mean, I feel like they should be spiritually and legally outlawed. You should yeah. be fined if you do an all nighter. Mm-hmm. Um. Every time <laughs> the kids would be like, let's do an all-nighter. And they're like, 
I tell you what, let's do a lockout. We we started doing lockouts. We'll do a lockout. Well, stay your, out parents can, church. your parents can come pick you up at two a.m. Um, at the roller rink. Like that's what they can do. But, oh my god! So I literally funny. got asked to speak at an overnighter locally, uh, just like a couple of months ago, and they put me on stage at like three fifteen in the morning for speaking. Who are you talking to? Yeah, nobody. I, well, I yelled a lot. I lost my voice. Um, oh my gosh, dude. To be clear, I haven't done this yet. I'm going to share my worst moment. I think in youth ministry was the time that one of my adult leaders kicked a dodgeball at a kid like really hard like he just pelted it kicked it as hard as he could they were playing a like a like a dodgeball game where they were kicking the ball at each other and the kid thought i'll catch it so he reached out to grab it but the ball was moving so fast it broke mm-hmm. both bones in his arm and folded his arm backwards at almost a 90 degree angle and the the dodgeball just kept going and so dodgeball did a this? dodgeball. I'm what? not even joking. That's how fast this dodgeball was moving. Bo- broke both. He was a he was a middle school boy. Must have had bur- bones like a bird. Um, <laughs> yeah. But bo- bird mis- oh, my gosh, dude. Broke both bones and folded his arm uh, at like a 90 degree angle. And I remember him like this. My youth leaders like uh, his eyes are huge and he's carrying oh, yeah. this kid up from the gym at the youth retreat. And I was like, whoa. What did you do? What did you, do? you know, luckily, luckily the kid ended up being okay, but his parents were less than happy and we weren't allowed to play that game anymore. Um, it, 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 we had named it bloodbath in high school and we kept playing it up through my years as a youth pastor and we were no longer allowed to play it, uh, at youth camp. That was, uh, it was now against the rules. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, you're bringing back a lot of memories. I, I, I answered really quick. I'm going to put another one out there. Um, Right now, Anna, my wife, works with our youth ministry, and she's kind of like an administrative assistant, and they're asking questions like, hey, we're looking for summer activities. What do we do? They came up with the idea of a movie night. That's just such a difficult topic. First of all, because of legality, the things that you can actually show in a church, like for a, a viewing of a lot of people, most churches don't care. The second thing is like content, right? Because you've got things that might be okay in one family that are not okay in another family. All that being said, um, one, one, one time um, when I was a youth pastor a thousand years ago, kids were like, hey, we want to go see this movie. What do you think, Bubba? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I like those actors. I think we can go do it. Didn't pre-screen anything. Bad idea, by the way. Terrible idea. We went and saw Tropic Thunder in the theater <laughs> and that is robert downey jr that's jack black um it's you can just imdb it <laughs> watch the watch the trailer on youtube it's not good like robert downey jr over acts in that he method acts and does blackface oh and, no oh yeah, yeah and it's just like every and it's just bloody gory it's got ben stiller in it. it's got language everything and i'm like oh okay well this was we had a good run. We had a really great I'm run here. Yeah. Um, didn't get fired for that. That was the craziest thing. But I just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, like, yeah, this is this is the end. Yeah. But we never did that again. <laughs> never, I bet. I bet. Never did I, that again. Can I raise the raise the stakes a little bit? The same thing happened to me with my young adults. I let them pick the movie. And uh, we ended up watching Wolf of Wall Street. No, <laughs> we made it through. I, I mean, I've never seen it first... because I'm a Christian, but yeah, after the first three minutes, I got up and left the, the movie theater and they were texting me the entire time. Great choice, pastor. I was like, bro, you what? picked it. <laughs> Dude, the last time that, that movie happened. goes from bad to worse, like real yeah. quick. 
yeah, it starts off horrible. Don't recommend it. But yeah, so now the way I met you was through Megazord, but my first memory of you and Matt and Luke were these guys carrying these massive suitcases into the church. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what are you doing? Are they, are they bringing like, are these Papa John's boxes? And they're just bringing in a bunch of pizza. <laughs> Is that what's going on right now? Mark said they cover meals, but I didn't know if it was going to be pizza all weekend. And yeah, he didn't sure say enough, how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And sure enough, it ends up being board games, tons and tons of board games. And as soon as I saw it, I thought to myself, well, now I have a goal at Megazord. I'm going to play as many board games as humanly possible. And because of, well, I blame you, I blame Matt, and I blame Luke. This is this is that's what fair. sits behind me now. It's a good selection. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just the beginning. I see trouble There's up so- there. Yeah, yeah, us, <laughs> yeah. Snakes, and, snakes and Ladders is up there. Um, you know, Quacks. But there this are so... Stuff, actually. <laughs> the, they're, they're, this world of, of board games, which, if correct me if I'm wrong, this is where LTN kind of started with board games but but where i want to know how the idea came to do this with ltn to 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 start this that's a great question um it actually didn't start with board games it started with video games so yeah love thy nerd is is roughly roughly five years we just celebrated our five-year mark in 2023 uh, march of 2023 and so before that, we were part of another organization called Game Church. And the way that most of us got involved with Game Church was they had a thing on on their website that said that you could go and do a video game mission trip. And back then, I mean, because this is probably 10 years ago, back then we didn't play a lot of board games. We didn't have massive things. Um, the The industry was starting to rise, but if you weren't playing, you know, Catan, which back then it was called you know, Settlers of Catan, like if you weren't playing that game, then you weren't really playing board games. Um, It didn't have the Kickstarter culture. It didn't have anything like that. So what we did was we leaned into video games and we did a lot of, we wrote reviews on our website. We played games, you know, Rocket League and stuff like that in our uh, Facebook group and Discord channel back when Discord was brand new and all sorts of stuff, at least new to the masses. But what happened was, we found over time, really when we started to to launch Love Thy Nerd, that you just got a lot more time with people when you were sitting down face-to-face with them. And it was a lot different than if you were even sitting shoulder-to-shoulder on a couch with them because mm-hmm. it's all about perspective, right? Like where where is your gaze being, being drawn? If I'm sitting shoulder-to-shoulder with you, that's great. We can still kind of hang out and whatever, but we're both actively engaged in the thing that's happening on the screen because video games are such that they're they're popping off all the time yeah on a board game um we are across the table from each other or we're off to the sides where like i can see you and in between turns we have the ability to engage and so when we did ltm and we really started it we wanted to focus more on a relational outreach kind of you know evangelistic approach we still wanted to tell people that jesus loves them but more than that we wanted to to show them and we wanted to earn that right and that ability to speak truth into their life rather than just coming out and saying hey this is what you need to know about jesus and this is why he needs to be the coolest thing and the biggest thing in your life mm-hmm. we can still hope for that right we can still drive towards that but at the end of the day that's not our ultimate goal 
with Love Thy Nerd, we just wanted to we wanted to change preconceived notions that the nerds had with church culture and that church has with nerd culture. Because the media has told everybody everything. Politics has told everybody everything. Movies, video games, TV shows, all that stuff has told everybody everything they need to know about both sides, mm-hmm. right? The nerds are just losers. Um, they're good for nothings. One of the Satanists. I mean, all this, <laughs> thank you, Stranger Things, all this stuff, right? <laughs> um, that it's it's all negative, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, they can't get a girlfriend, um, all sorts of stuff. They're always lonely. They're always depressed, blah, blah, blah. And then you have also the way that all that same stuff paints the church. Church is always the villain. Um, and I say always, it's, I would say probably nine times out of 10, the church is the villain. And so, um, really you can think of, of anything. It's like religion is oppressive. Um, you know, uh, established organizations are like big brother and they're only trying to control you and watch over you. My favorite movie of, of all time, the book of Eli, right? Um, you have Gary Oldman's character who is just trying to get the last Bible so that he can have control. And so nothing about it is painted in any kind of a positive light, <laughs> kind of until you get into Christian media, which is a whole nother ball of wax. Um, I think it's just as destructive um, most of the time. And so yes. like having, having real people that are like, hey, you're a nerd. I am also a nerd. This is some sort of shared affinity that we have. I like yeah. all of the same race cars that you like, right? Like let's do a thing together. And I also happen to be Christian. Right. Like mm-hmm. my Christianity defines me from the inside out, but it is not going to be probably the first thing that you know about me because this is the stance that we take with LTN. Again, we need to earn the right to speak truth into your life so that you actually care about the truth that I speak. Yeah. So mm. for me, I, I, I love because the way you explain it is so perfect and so true to what LTN is. And I got to experience it firsthand in uh, earlier this year when I got to go to Tantrum Con with LTN and to see the very beginning uh, in the mornings when we get together in our huddles and for Luke to say, remember the goal, the success story is not how many Bibles we hand out. It's not how how, uh, the the goal is how many stories we can gather, how many people we can meet, how many relationships we can establish. It is so relational. And I love that because that looks more to me like Jesus than anything else. Jesus sat yeah. among sinners. He sat among the wicked. And the fact that we're taking the time to sit among everyone and anyone and share the affinity, which in, in Jesus' time was food, but here it's mm-hmm. board games or video games, or really what I've come to learn is that you can be a nerd about anything. Oh yeah. So so just the fact that it, it can encompass just about anything for me is so cool because for me, I love, I was raised with the mission of, finding a way to use everything to share the gospel or to point back to Jesus. And this is very much that, which is why I, I've come to love what LTN is doing. And it's, it's shifted the way I view ministry. Yeah. We take a, a very qualitative approach to ministry. Um, there, there is a phrase that's out there and anybody who's been in the Christian sphere for any amount of time can tell you that this is a real thing. Christian good, um, that, that is the equivalent of like good enough for government work. Right. And so like we reach a mediocre point in the thing that we do. And then we just kind of be like, well, you know, that I did my best and God just, God just wants my best. It's like, well, you're not giving it to him, man. Like we're giving God scraps. Come on. God's over here, like 
calling for us to to be a certain way and instead of offering things like the like Abel we offer things like Cain Ooh. and we were like God well, why aren't you accepting the things that I have um, to give you and instead of changing because God gives us the opportunity to do that we just plow forward and so with LTN that's why we look at things and we say hey you know what um, that was part of our training you know with Luke when he took over because he's been a part of trips with us before mm-hmm. we we're like hey I just don't care how many people you talk to. Numbers are, they're great. They're fine. They're whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, did you learn anything about anybody? If you come back and you're like, Hey, I, I talked to a hundred people today. Cool. Did you learn about anybody? Do you have any names or stories? Do you know if they're married? Um, if this is their first time at convention, like whatever, because that's, that's really what we're trying to do. We're not trying to collect a number, trying to collect stories and build relationships. Much like Jesus did. Jesus had, you know, the the feeding of the 5,000. And then not very long after that, there were not 5,000 people that were following him because he got down to some nitty gritty stuff. And the people that he truly had relationship built with, those are the people that kept following. Hmm. And so that's what we want to do is we want to help people build relationship with Jesus. Even if they don't accept him, which is kind of the the part that throws a lot of people is that our, our ultimate goal is not to make sure that everybody that we talk to believes Jesus the same way that we do, that they love and care and cherish him the same way that, that we do. Our goal is to be Jesus at absolutely every single moment that we can mm. to give them the opportunity to make the choice that they need to make. Mm. St. Francis of Assisi is quoted as saying this. I say he's quoted because who knows if he said it or not, but he gets he gets the credit for it. At all times, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. And so everything that we say and we do, that's very biblical. Everything that we say and we do, the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, may they be pleasing to you, oh God. Come on, come on. That's what the psalmist says. Okay. And so we we look at those things, and we try to kind of put them into practice as best as we can. When we help other people, whether you're coming on a trip with us or we're training you to just go and love the nerds that are in your space, that you have accountable influence over, hey, how can you be the love of Jesus to the people that are right there in front of you. Mm. Those are some of the things we do with LTM. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I want to get into the the moment. I mean, you were in full-time vocational ministry for a long time. I know, I think yeah. there's some overlap as well between leading LTN, getting it on yep. its feet, and then in, in ministry, there was a there was a point where there wasn't any more overlap and you were just doing LTN. But before we dive into the moment of calling and or mm. moments, whatever they are, which I want you to talk about, um, we should have done this at the very beginning. Give us the give us like the 10,000 foot. These are the couple of things that LTN does. And I'm asking you that specifically because most people who listen to this will be like, I can understand what a streamer is. But some people don't <laughs> yeah. know yeah. that Gen Con it dominates Indianapolis for a weekend yeah. a year with. I don't know, 60, 70,000 board gamers. You know, people don't realize that there are dozens of board game conventions. People don't realize the the complexity or the vastness of nerd culture that goes well beyond Call of Duty, right? And because oh, yeah. the scope of your ministry at LTN is, is larger than what a lot of the ministries that we're going to be talking to or the people who are living as digital, digital missionaries, we're going to be talking to a lot of digital missionaries. You guys are far more akin to a missions agency or a missions org yeah. than a yeah. missionary. So give us like the 10,000 foot. What exactly is LTN and what are you guys doing? Yeah. So starting at the top and kind of working our way down, um, 
Love Thy Nerds mission statement is that we exist to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. And that's very broad on purpose. Um, and what that allows us to do is it allows us to narrow that focus when it needs to be narrowed in the areas that we can. We do it through three major things. The three major things that we do are, um, like we talked about a little bit earlier, is like relational outreach. Okay, so that's us actually going to shows, being that love physically in a space where, you know, Savage, you've been to, us, uh, to Tantrum Con with us. Mark, you're going to Origins this summer. Like what we do is we take the most like passionate and competent set of people that we can to show the people in booths. We activate them in booths with distributors, designers, and publishers to help them understand that we love them well. And the way that we're going to prove it to them is by pushing the crap out of their product, making sure that as many people as possible have a great time playing the game, experiencing the thing. Well, you know, we're working with, uh, you know, a table company um, at one of the shows, like whatever it is, we want to make sure that when you bring Love Thy Nerd into the fold, you're getting the best of the best because that's the level of excellence that we have in our stuff because we feel like that's what God is calling us to in our life. And so, yeah. so we do relational outreach. Um, that's one of the things that we do. We also do intentional community. That's online and in person. So online, it looks like our Discord. And, you know, we have Facebook group, we've got Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. But that's a place for people to actually grow in their relationship with each other um, when they can't be right next to each other. And so we have frequent games that we play. We do like the chosen watch parties. We're starting up some Bible study stuff here pretty quick. We're just giving people a space to come together and hang out with each other intentionally. Um, I've got a whole sermon that I preach on the intentionality of fellowship. But um, that's another thing that we do. And then the last thing that I would say that we do um, pretty well is thoughtful content. We've got a website, lovethynerd.com. It's got articles. It's got resources, which I'm absolutely jazzed about, which resources are a compilation of podcasts, articles, video shows, live streams, all the things that we do and create, and other things from outside of Love Thy Nerd that we bring in to show you, hey, here's what the internet has to say on a Christian response to Dungeons and Dragons or mental health or parenthood or what, what have you. We're trying to be the thing that people think about and the place that they look whenever they think about a Christian's response to X, Y, or Z in nerd culture. And so that, that website, lovethynerd.com, is a, that's a host for all of that information. It's not the be-all, end-all. It's a piece of what we do just happens to be one of our most forward-facing things and it's a no, it's huge okay. treasure trove of, of content I, I i dove into it uh right before uh tantrum con and there are i think eight different podcasts there are a host of articles on there and it's all very uh digestible very uh accurate and it's it's very practical I, I really enjoyed diving into the LTN website and all of the resources that you have you guys have available there. It's amazing. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, A, go check that. B, thank you, Bubba. It gives an idea for listeners who may not be really aware of what Love Thy Nerd does, what Love Thy Nerd is. You know, in my mind, as I look out over this mission space, specifically as we're looking at gaming ministry, there are a couple of 
what I would say, like organizations that are really leading the way, right. That are bigger than booting up the stream and, and turning the camera on nothing wrong with that. Love that there's missionaries that are doing that, but oh, we're yeah. talking, you know, we're talking like apostolic builder mentality, right? Yeah. Like we're not just doing a thing. We're building a thing that will outlast us. LTN is one of the organizations that doing that in the space that I can look and say with some level of confidence, they're going to be here five years from now. Um, that's the hope. Yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> I mean, that's hope for all of us, right? Yeah. I, I feel the same way, but tell us because, you know, sure. Game church. Then it was like, well, hey, we could do some stuff at board game conferences. I know you guys had done a couple of different approaches at those board game cons over the years. But tell me about like the moment or the process of calling for you, because there's going to be people who are listening to this. Like, I like board games. Maybe I can be a missionary and maybe you could. And maybe you're being called to it or maybe you just like yeah. board games a lot um, and you love Jesus. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but there's a big difference between you know, just living out your faith authentically while you're playing board games with friends and feeling like you need to full-time devote your entire life to mission work inside of nerd <laughs> culture. Um, there, there's a gap between those two things. And most of that gap though, to be perfectly honest with you is just discernment. Um, it's discernment and then, and then going in. Um, I, I think for all of us, there's a jumping off point, right? The currency of God's kingdom is faith. He has yeah. infinite resources. So it's always faith. So tell us about that faith journey and that discernment journey for you with LTN. Sure. Um, so my my journey starts all the way back, you know, when I was a youth pastor and I was playing a video game. It was actually DC Universe Online. I'm a big fan of MMORPGs. I just don't have the time to play them anymore, um, which is why I usually have Susie stream up just so I can live vicariously through him. Um, but it was one of those deals where I found myself kind of looking at it. It's a long story and I've, I've told it a couple other places, but for the sake of time, I just kind of, you know, had this, this idea where I was like, man, I could, I could do nothing while I'm doing nothing because at the end of the day, um, you don't really have anything to show for, for your accomplishments in video games. And I wish that wasn't true, but it just usually is. Um, and so to, to the outward facing world, there's just nothing to show of it. I said, or I can do something while I'm doing nothing. And that was the epiphany that I had. And so um, I'd already been called into ministry. God had already got a hold of me years before that, that he was saying, hey, this is what I want you to do. And my calling was different than most people's calling that I've heard about um, because I wasn't looking for a job in ministry. I, was, I actually had told God, I would never work at a church. That's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, why would anybody do that? If the whole point is to go and tell the world, right? If this is a great commission thing that we're trying to do. Why on earth would I go to a church where like everybody's already saved? A couple of years into ministry, I'm like, oh, this is why. Yeah, because there's a lot of people here that need to know that Jesus is the reason for the season, every season. And so, <laughs> um, in as much as it pertains to like video games and board games and nerd culture. I I just knew that that was what God wanted me to do. And um, how do you discern a calling? I, I can't explain, you know, you know, nuclear fission to somebody who doesn't understand how that works. I don't understand so how it works. Good. So like I couldn't even begin. But, but at the end of the day, it's like you spend enough time with God. You spend enough time listening to him and and listen to hearing from him and all sorts of stuff and it's not anything that i did or will do but the bible's pretty clear that he says like my people are going to know my voice 
Like we, mm. we will know the shepherd's voice. And I'm not a guy that's like, I just know that God's speaking to me 24 hours a day. And here's all the things. And I have a prophetic word for you here, here, and here. That's not me, man. It's just not. And so that was one of the times where I really felt like God was saying something directly to me. Mm. Um, oh. That he wasn't speaking through anybody else, but he was speaking directly to me which was a big part of my story and a huge issue was that God spoke a lot to me through my wife mm -hmm. and I hated it. Um, I actually uh, argued a lot with her and with him about it uh, and became a pretty bitter person at one point in my life because if God wasn't speaking to me, then he wasn't speaking at all. Uh, and what a young, dumb, arrogant thing to think and say. And so if that's you, just stop. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's youthful and it's ignorant. Um, and I know this because I were one. And so, so God said to me, he's like, Hey man, let's do something while we're doing nothing. And so that's why I found game church. And I got really involved in that. And really that was an outlet for me. Um, that was a ministerial outlet. I was serving as technology director at my church at that point. And, um, that was life-giving. I just dove straight into it. I didn't expect to be a whole bunch of things or whatever. And then when we got to the point where we ended up splitting off, um, and it, it can be like accredited to a church split. Um, mm. It really was. It was one of those kinds of deals. But we started Love Thy Nerd. And the moment we left Game Church, I looked at Matt Warmbier and I was like, God's not done yet like we're not we're not just leaving because we're mad like we're, we're leaving because we're, we feel stunted we feel like we can't do the things that god is calling us to do hmm. and so he was like yeah we're, we're not done and he had a full-time job and i had a full-time job between us we had an entire baseball team's worth of kids and so <laughs> like it's like we we need to do the thing that god is calling us to do and we found other people who also wanted to see god move in a big way and because we started something new, we were able to do something new and to reach even a different scope of people than we were reaching before in the previous ministry. Mm. Andy Stanley said um, a billion years ago, he said, if you want to reach people that no one's reaching, you got to do something that no one's doing. Mm, yeah. And so we reevaluated all of the things that we did, all of them. And everything was on the chopping block. And that's where we came up with, hey, we're not just going to do the thing we did before. We're going to adapt that to a more relational model where we can actually get out there and talk to people, love them well, build relationships mm -hmm. and have conversations. So and so the moment that, that was terrifying. There was no more money. There was, there was, no, there was no money, man. Like that was, that was it. Um, and then it was 2019, October of 2019. We had LTN Con, our first LTN Con in person in Dallas, Texas. And that was the very first week that I was no longer working at my church and I was full-time with Love Thy Nerd. Mm. And so that was, in the, it, it, all of it happened in the same week. Um, mm. I, I told my church, I've hung all the TVs. I feel like God has called me to hang. Um, and <laughs> now it's on to the next venture in my life. And that was about two years of doing LTN and church at the same time. And I just really found like this was, this was the thing that God was calling me to do. And man, it was, I, I wish I could tell you, yeah, I just knew, I just, I just, it was no, a no brainer, like, but it was fleece after fleece 
Now, now make the fleece wet and everything else dry. Now put peanut butter on the fleece. Now, and now put jam on it. Like everything, it was like everything was a new thing because I wanted to be one hundred percent sure that the moves I was making were the moves that God was calling me to do, and not just I get to play video games yeah. all day every yeah. day. Because Mark, Alex, I play a I play an abysmal number of games. And I usually lose the games that I play. And so it's like, if if any normal person played games the way I played them, they would never play games again. <laughs> there comes a moment where like the fun thing that even like, you, hey, this is my calling, whatever. Like if it's something that you're going to do regularly with purpose and with a calling behind it, it's going to become a job. Yeah. Missionaries on the field will tell you the same thing in, in Uganda or Nicaragua or wherever. They're like, Man, it was really good for the first like two weeks and then like life hit and we really had to do the work of the ministry yeah. in the mission field. And the same thing is true here. Mm -hmm. All these games behind me, I don't know if anybody can see them or not. I, the, a lot of them are still in the, the cellophane. They're still in the plastic. Like sometimes I get to play them, but most of the time I'm doing stuff like this where I'm talking to people and I'm encouraging them. I'm building them up. We're building the next generation. Mm. Like that kind of stuff, man. That's that's really what I feel like our calling is with Love Thy Nerd is to train other people to better love and serve the nerds that are in their space, be they ministers or lay people or just somebody who really wants to connect better with somebody for the sake of Christ. Like that's what we try to do. And that that's my call. Mm. My call is to to teach and to train to build, empower, and equip. Like that's that's what I'm here to do, man. Yeah, well, I, I, I love that you I'm mentioned bad, that uh, that that it was something that you worked with LTN for two years before stepping in full time. Because <laughs> I feel like even to date, there are people who jump into my stream and say, "Hey, how do I become a full time streamer?" I don't know. I'm not doing it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you figure it out, you let me know. Yeah, I'd love to. I, give it a I shot. just feel like. I just feel like everybody is so quick to want to jump all in and do it all and not give space for the process. Yeah, you know, man. And, and, and just the, just hearing whether it's from Matt and Amanda or from you or from Pastor Deuce and, and how that, you know, they either are or were bivocational for a long time because there's a certain part of this process that is a preparation phase where you have to be able to do the work in on a small scale before you grow it. Hundred percent. I love that you mentioned that. I love that you said that. Yeah. Well, you know, Bubba, there's. I, I love all of the stuff that we have. You've talked about with LTN so far, and your heart behind it, the calling into it. I, I think that it helps a lot of people because your calling into LTN does look different than what we've talked about with the last couple of people who've been on the show, which is good. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for the the some like that there's differences, right? We're not all called into this in the same exact way, but there's a moment for each of us or many or a sequence of moments for each of us um, that have sort of brought us into what we're doing right now. But let me ask you this and we'll, we'll this will be the last question we have. But what is the thing that you wish you could tell Bubba from three years ago, five years ago, whatever, like if you backtracked and asked? Uh, what what would you tell him? What's the piece of advice that you'd give? Man, <clears throat> since it's me talking to me, um, if it were me talking to anybody else, this would this would be a little bit like softer and, and gentler. Um, 
if it's me talking to me from, you know, back when we started LTN and maybe even just a little bit before that, it would be, you don't know Jack, son. Like there's, you, you think you've got it all figured out and you don't. Um, I know this to be true about myself is that I was a, I was a pretty um, egotistical person. Uh, and that is, you don't have to take my word for it. There are dozens of people that can vouch for that. And so humility would be something that I would say. And I think that that's, that's something that this nerd culture kind of builds up in people. And it's, it's a, it's a Coke bottle effect and I don't want to take up too much time, but I think it's, it's the suppression of a person for so long that they finally get into an area where they're even a little bit, you know, the expert in, um, they're just knowledgeable. And so it's just, it's compounded. And when somebody steps in and says, Hey, well, have you thought about this? It's, it, and then it just, everything explodes. I would say humility. Cause I can tell you right now, like I, I go a lot further these days with humility than I do with anything else. Any other kind word that I would say, or any Bible verse that I share, being able to lean into somebody and go, what do you think? You tell me, tell me, am I doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? Let's open things up for critique and let's move, let's move forward with things. Because it, it's difficult. No matter what it is that we're doing, all of the things that the three of us are doing, it's, it's difficult. And we can do them ourselves. Mm. We can. We absolutely can. We can prove it, right? Um, but, you know, you, if you want to go further, you go together. And so yeah. a little bit of humility goes a long way. Um, and, I mean, there is just a whole bucket load of things that I would sit down with myself and, and, and say. It'd be like a... It'd be a real like back to the future moment. Like here's the sports almanac. You know, you're you're gonna need money for this ministry. So let's like, Tom Brady's gonna come back and it's gonna be crazy. And so, you know, like one of those things. No, I love it. I love it. And I love that piece of advice about humility. And you're right. Um, it's and it's not just game culture, just um board game culture or it, it all of nerd culture. Um, there is, there really is sort of like the, the greasy push up your glasses. Well, actually mentality of just, just people who have been so wounded by other people that they are desperate to find an area of superiority, um, where they can be on top. And, uh, and that mentality can very, very, very easily carry into ministry. And if you're getting into this because you think it's an area that you can push up your glasses and you can and you can find a place of dominance or a place on top or like we just got news for you like there uh, there are people who have been in this space who've been in it too long for that mentality mm -hmm. um and it, and it isn't it isn't us to arrogantly say like oh we're the we're the top dogs in this space we're saying no we just recognize that you that ministry will never go anywhere without humility um mm -hmm. and that it just god just tend, tends to not work very powerfully in the life of really proud people um, uh, it's facts on facts on facts yeah. and so <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing like for us at, at ncmu ncmc ncms all of the all of the above like our heart beating heart is to see the gospel pushed forward in the kingdom of god move um inside this space right we want to see axe level stuff in nerd culture we want to see revival speak up and 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 rear its head out of nerd culture and, mm. you know, like that's our heartbeat. That's what we want to see. And we know that that doesn't happen without humility. So I appreciate that word. Um, yeah, man. 
it's really good. But listen, guys, this is going to be it for our conversation with Bubba. I want to tell you right now, though, Bubba is the founder CEO of Love Thy Nerd, and Love Thy Nerd is the organization that's running Nerd Culture Ministry Summit in Marble Falls, Texas. You'll be right in Bubba's backyard, mm. um, and we would love to have you come out and join us. You want to meet Bubba? You want to meet me? You want to meet Savage? You want to meet uh, uh, Amanda and Matt we had on last episode and so many other people that are going to be at it? You got to be at NCMS. And if you're sitting here and you're a youth pastor, you're listening to this episode and you're like, man, I love board games and I play them with our students, um, but my pastor can't figure out why we like they just don't want to invest in it and they can't figure it out. Get your pastor a ticket to NCMS. Come yes. out with them to NCMS and let us help them put some flesh and bones on nerd culture ministry for you. And they'll recognize why it's important for you to host Magic the Gathering in your church after school once a oui. month, or why it's important that your youth ministry has a Dungeons and Dragons outreach, or why it's important that your church has a Discord server for your youth ministry. Um, I remember when I first pitched the idea of a Discord server to my church during uh, the pandemic, and they're like, yeah, we can't do that unless we rebrand it, because Discord just is a negative word. And I was like, is that literally <laughs> okay, why yes. we're dismissing <laughs> this idea? Please don't do this. You know, um, I, I, yeah, I'll never forget that conversation. Conversation. And so if you're feeling if you're feeling like you're lost, A, you are not lost. There are people that you can connect with out here in this world. We want to encourage you, challenge you, equip you and release you um, mm. into whatever God has for you inside of this community. Love Thy Nerd certainly wants to do that. I know that Lux and me and Savage want to do that as well. And we mm. really want to equip you through NCMS. So grab the link in the description of this episode. Go register for NCMS today so that you will be there with us in Marble Falls this November. If you're going to go to one place this year and you're feeling like God might be moving you towards ministry, then come out, allow NCMS to begin to start, start that catalytic work, um, yep. begin moving you towards whatever's next. And so check it out check it out check it out but that's going to do it guys for this episode bubba thank you so much for coming on and talking through pleasure. your calling and stuff with ltn really appreciate it so as for me mark with lux digital church pastor savage and with bubba from ltn this has been the ncmu podcast episode number three thanks for tuning in and be sure to come back for next episode Thanks for listening to the NCMU podcast, and we would love to connect to you. Listen, there are links in the description of this episode to the people that were on the show, to the organizations and the networks and the movements that we are connected to here at the NCMU. You can grab that link to register for the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit November in Marble Falls, Texas this year 2023 we'd love to see you there and we would love 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 to hear from you until we find out where we're going to send everybody in terms of a discord please feel free to email me at mark at luxdigitalchurch.com we'd love to hear about what you're doing and if you'd like to be on the show email me tell me about what you're doing tell us your story we'd love to chat with you and get a chance to meet with you and we'll see you next episode